Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I have an amazing and wonderful guest with me today who's going to tell us what her cat taught her about spirituality. Mari Cartagenova is a psychic medium and animal communicator with clients from all over the globe. She specializes in heartfelt messages, both from past over loved ones and living or past animals. Mari has been seeing and speaking to spirits since she was a child, and she loves to share her psychic gifts and abilities to help others. Mari's clients love her down-to-earth, supportive, and compassionate attitude. When you sit with Mari, you can really feel the presence of your loved ones. Her connection offers specific detail and leaves you feeling both at peace and uplifted. Mari has trained with top mediums from all over the world, including Tony Stockwell, John Holland, Lisa Williams, James Van Pra, and Lauren Rainbow. Welcome, Mari. It's nice to have you back on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure to be back. Yes, and this is your second visit with us. Some of our listeners may remember you uh, coming on the show a, a, well, it was a little over a year ago. Um, and may remember parts of your story from there. But tell me a little bit about what brought you into animal mediumship. Animal communication, I guess, is what they officially call it. Yeah. Um, I mean, as in my intro, thank you for the lovely intro. Uh, I've always been very intuitive and connected. Um, you know, as a child, I would see spirit. I would see angels. And for me, that was just normal. Like I thought everybody did. <laughs> and you know well and and some of us do when we're very young and then forget we ever did it <laughs> yeah exactly but they're still there so um so for me that was just a normal thing and as you know I got older and I started to work with mediumship and connecting with spirits there's sort of this perception in some of the mediumship community that um, working with animals is hard you know people would say oh that's really hard or I don't do animals and in my mind, I was like, well, why not? Because to me, they're just spirit. They're just spirit and soul, just like we are. There's yeah. no difference to me. It's just another vibration level. I, I find in my experience of like talking and working with people, angel communicators, mediums, animal communicators, it's just a different level of vibration that you tune into. And I, I think of it a little bit like a singing voice. Some of us have more range than others. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I would think of it that way as well. And, you know, in some ways, and we'll probably talk a little bit about this, that the animal spirit is, is a lot more elevated and a lot more pure than we are. And so they definitely are on a little bit of a different frequency than we are. But, you know, as I was working with spirit and everything and people were saying, oh, that's so hard to talk to animals. And I've always been very drawn and connected with animals. We have lots of animals. Um, I was like, well, like, why? Like that, it shouldn't be that hard. And so I just started to connect with them in a similar fashion that I do with people. And they just started talking to me. So I'm like, well, I don't know. To me, to me anyway, it feels exactly <laughs> the same as if I'm talking to spirits. So uh, you know, and they, and it's always funny what they have to say. I mean, they really do 
as any pet lover knows, have their own little personalities. And, and they uh, go right to the freaking point. It's like talking to a very young child. Yeah, exactly. No, no filters. <laughs> no, and they'll, they'll tell me like, oh, I don't like, you know, I don't like my mom or she does this and this is annoying or yeah, absolutely. They're very, they're very honest. You know, they're not like us humans. They're not trying to, you know, whitewash anything. They're just, you know, they're just here really, you know, my belief is to help all of us humans master unconditional love. That's really why they're mm -hmm. here. So, and they have a lot of ways that they do that, but certainly they have messages for us that if we listen hard enough and are open, we can learn a lot from. Yeah, absolutely. What are some of the misconceptions that people have about animal communication? Well, it's funny. I mean, people, and I always have my little preamble before I start a session with anybody, whether it's human or animal. And, you know, I always say like, some people think that they just come up to you and like, hey, Mari, what's up? This is what's going on. And, you know, they just have this whole interchange as if they were human or as if they were, you know, you know, talked in that way, I guess you could say. Um, but the way spirits or animal spirits work, at least for me, and I know everybody works differently, is I'm very clairvoyant. So I see things energetically. And mm. so they will like almost show me like a clip of a movie They'll drop in little images and pictures of things. Um, but as with, you know, any of the psychic senses, I also hear things. Sometimes I'll smell things. So it's not like a dialogue in a sense. You know, people think that they'll say, oh, ask my cat if they like the food. And sometimes you'll get a yes or a no. And sometimes they will give me a little bit of a, a spiel about, <laughs> about what, you know, what their preferences are. But also they, they communicate in colors or they communicate in images or feelings or they'll point me to a certain part of their body like oh my my stomach's hurting a little bit now and mm. what is going on with that so it's really a matter of sort of teasing all that out to help understand what your animal is saying so it's not linear like it is with people but yeah. they are still talking yeah well and they they are very very clever still too it's just yes not the same experience as the human one <laughs> Right, 100%. And, you know, they have their ways of, of getting things across, you know, and because I had this one client that, you know, she didn't really believe in it. She, you know, had a cat that had crossed and she was grieving so deeply, but she's like, but I don't know, like, I don't know this, if this is real. And, you know, sort of had that, mm -hmm. you know, that a skepticism. Bit yeah. yeah, and that's okay. I, th I always say it's okay to be skeptical, but, you know, it's not great to be cynical. So it's okay yeah. to like want proof and so, you know, so she wasn't really sure. And so when, as we connected and I connected to her cat, like the cat was telling me all these different things and she was like, well, you know, okay. You know, and she was verifying a lot of them, but it, for her, it didn't seem to be like it was enough. And mm -hmm. the cat, mm -hmm. I remember specifically was talking to me about a box. He was saying, you know, there's this box and it has these items in it. And the client kept saying, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, you know, I don't know anything about this box and you, you must be off and whatever. Um, and I said, okay, we'll just sort of hold on to it. A lot of times these things become more apparent. Yeah, they can become clearer later. It's a box it, you forgot about, right? <laughs> exactly. And so as it turns out, you know, I ended up getting an email from her, you know, whatever, a week later saying, oh, my God, like was in all caps. I remember the email. <laughs> and she was blown away because there was this picture of her cat that she'd had in her dresser that was right across from her bed that she saw every single day. And she, as she was cleaning or something, she happened to look behind this picture and there was a little tiny box, almost like a jewelry box. 
And inside of it, there was items that, you know, he had as a baby or like a baby tooth or things that pertaining to him that she had completely forgotten about that were, <laughs> that were behind, hidden behind this picture. And she was like, oh, my God, how would you know that? How, you know, and I said, well, because he told me, like, he wants you to know that he's here. He sees yeah. you. He's here. And I've never been to your house, so I would have no way of knowing that. <laughs> so it is, you know, they get their messages through in a lot of different ways, but they certainly are clever in the way they do it. Absolutely. So what is your favorite part about doing animal communication? Uh, well, you know, I just love working with the animals. And like I was saying before, it's, there's a pure, pure quality to them. And, you know, they really are about unconditional love. And as you know, probably as any of your listeners know, that there are animals that are horribly abused and victimized, abandoned, but they somehow, you know, find a way to come back. They'll still wag their tail and they'll still be able to trust. It may take a little while, which is understandable. But they will, they have that willingness in them because they really are just pure love. But, you know, look around the world. There's a million people that have been hurt that, you know, they can't get over the fact that somebody cut them off in traffic today, let alone. Yeah, let alone come to love the person who cut them off in traffic. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, so it's a, so it's a situation like that, that I, I love working with them because they really have this purity and in my eyes they really are a lot closer to source or you know to the divine spirit god whatever you'd like to call it than we are because they really have mastered that unconditional love piece and for me i feel like that's why they're here they're here to help Mm -hmm. us take a little bit of that from them and toward then you know to get towards being our higher selves the best version of our higher selves yeah, I find that uh, they are also much more in the present moment than we are yes. human-wise. Um, I know when Mystic first came to us, she she was found running loose in Phoenix and most of the way starved and sick unto death when they, they scooped her up and rescued her. And um, I know she'd had a very rough puppyhood because her, her one of her ears is torn and you can feel there's little holes in the cartilage where you know Aww. somebody had had clomped onto them Aww. and i something was going on when she first came to us i forget what it was it was something with oh she terrible terrible time being alone and so i had reached out to a an animal communicator and i one of the things that i asked Uh, this person to find out was what had happened to her and the response that came back was it's that's no longer salient basically I I don't want to go there I don't want to discuss it Um, you know it's in the past and I'm very happy where I am right now yeah absolutely and you know a lot of times like that's our human need to know because I do a lot of this and people always well what happened to them and I understand that human need wanting to know. So they have a little bit of a background, but like you said, the animal's not dwelling on it. They're not holding grudges. They're not, I mean, that's all human stuff. And so for me, the animals are, you know, a little bit higher than us because they're able to let that go. They're not, you know, ruminating over these things that have happened to them. And they're really sort of shining examples of the divine here on earth, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's also a lesson to me on how important it is to let that stuff go 
because yeah. we've gotten her through the I, I don't want to be separated from you ever phase. And yeah, she's yeah. now comfortable being on her own and confident in herself. And she just loves on everyone. Aww. And a human that had been through that, I don't know. It, it, it'd be a really long road to get back to the point where you just love everyone. And she just loves everyone. Yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, and that's part of why they're so wonderful to have in our lives. And that's why they have so many lessons to teach us, because they are able to get to that higher vibration just by nature of their being, by nature of their soul. That's where they live. And Mm. that's why it's so beautiful to be with them. And that's why they're so healing, because they have that, you know, higher level of energetic vibration that is healing to us. Absolutely. So tell me about the doing some of the work with animals. Is it always all about the animal or is it sometimes more about the human that's brought the animal? Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, that's what I, I alluded to a little bit earlier is that, um, you know, the animals are here to teach us lessons and to help us with ourselves, to help us be the better version of ourselves. So a lot of times when people come to me, like, you know, and tragically, like I, I have had people come to me, so I can't deal with this cat or dog. I'm going to put them down because of X, Y, and Z. <sighs> yeah. And, you know, for me, like I'm horrified by that, but we work through the issues. Like sometimes it's the wrong fit or some, you know, a lot of times in those type of situations, it's because, you know, the person doesn't understand where the animal is coming from. And the animal is trying to show them, look, these are the things you need to work on. So, for example, if your dog is really anxious and freaking out, like you were saying, you know, you sometimes you have to ask, like, what Well, maybe what's going on with me? What's yeah. going on in my home environment? What's I mean, obviously, if you're yeah, animals, how are we feeding into or contributing? Yeah, exactly. And a lot of times the animals will act out in these manners almost as a mirror to us for us to like look at ourselves and be like, wow, like, uh, I guess, you know, I'm freaking out a little bit about X, Y and Z. And my cat or my dog is trying to show me. And so once the person starts to work on their own stuff, magically, the animal has calmed down. It's because the animal is here as your teacher and as your helper to try to show you this. And, you know, like what a gift that is. Like you have a little magician in your house trying to help you get better. So they're, yep. they're like the ultimate empath, right? <laughs> it's yeah. like you are just flooding me with anxiety and you wonder why I'm acting out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or I'm not, pee- you know, I'm not peeing in the litter box or, you know, whatever. Um, and sometimes animals I've known, they have such a great love for us and such a great respect um, and almost an urgency in a way for us to really get to that higher place in ourselves that I have known animals that will like self-sacrifice because they know like that's part of their soul contract. And that might be a different show, but (laughs) when they come down, they have a a contract, you know, with you and your soul and their soul about what they're here to teach you. And I have known animals that say, you know, if you need to learn, for example, forgiveness and you know, your dog runs out in the road and gets hit by a car, obviously super tragic. But if you're the type of person that blames yourself for everything, and the dog knew this, and that was part of your soul contract, 
then, you know, your immediate response would be like, oh, my God, I'm a horrible pet parent. Why did I do this? It's yeah. How, how, why did I leave the door cracked or the gate open or exactly. the whatever? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so now the dog has given you this opportunity, albeit tragic and painful, to really step back and see like, no, like, you know, he was trying to show me that I don't have to spend the next 20 years beating myself up about this. Like in some level, that was his choice to try to help you move. Because if you have issues with forgiving yourself and beating yourself up, it's not just going to be with your dog. It's going to be mm-hmm. in your whole life with your job with your relationships. Exactly. And he basically made the ultimate sacrifice so that you can work on that. And that to me is like mind blowing. No, absolutely. I love that. We are coming up on our first break already. Wow. (laughs) I know. Isn't that something? So all of you out there in listener land who are joining us today, grab your pen and paper. And I would love it if you would spend some time with the animals in your life, present and former, and just note down what they were and perhaps what they were here to help you learn. And we will be right back from the break. So stay tuned. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to TellZofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A dot com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's TellZofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. Are you ready to move to your next level? Listen for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with host Rebecca Hall Greider. Each show will focus on a central topic with discussion, guests, and your questions being featured. Our show is perfect for women who feel a call in their heart to step out in a bigger, more powerful way in their life and just need some encouragement, inspiration, and practical steps to support them on their journey. Empowering Women, Transforming Lives can be heard live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. And join us for a replay of the show on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales. 
and I am back with Mari Cartagenova. And uh, she was telling us some stories from her work. What are, what is like the one story that like sticks out the most for you? In terms of connecting with animals or in terms yeah. of messages? Well, connecting you know, with animals, yeah. Yeah, there's because so, there's so many different ones. I've worked with so many different animals, you know, just as we're talking, because I've had like a million different ones. But the one that I found to be really interesting, I work a lot with horses, because they are such if anybody has horses or, you know, has worked with horses, they're such soulful creatures, like they are really super tuned in. Um, just even if, you know, if you ride horses, like they know, where the next jump is just by you turning your head and looking. So imagine through all the tack and the saddle, they understand that. So they are super tuned into everything. And I had a client that there was, she wanted me to read her horse. And as we got into it, I was reading the horse and, you know, the horse was happy and whatever. Um, and the, this horse had already passed over. And so we got into all the details and basically the horse was fine. And this is what the horse did. And she validated a lot of things. And then uh, a couple weeks later, I got a call from another client who had had this horse, the same horse, prior to this first client. So ah. she had the horse, you know, whatever. For yeah, years. the original owner. The so original speak, yeah. owner and then gave it to this other person. Now, in my original reading, this person, this horse was happy. He was very happy with the work he was doing and he was happy with this person. And so when I got this call from this other person, she sent me a picture of the horse and I was like, it kind of looks like this other horse that I've done because she didn't say anything about it. I'm like, well, it kind of looks the same. And but the energy wasn't the same. Mm. So we ended up talking and then I ended up finding out that it was the exact same horse. She had just had him 10 years earlier. And when I connected with the same horse again, it was amazing because when he was with that first owner, he wasn't happy because they were doing a different type of work. I don't remember if it was dressage or whatever type of work she was doing with him. He didn't like it. And their personalities just didn't click. Like they, you know, she would say, well, he would always act out or he would always mm -hmm. do this. But meanwhile, I had already talked to the other woman a couple of weeks earlier saying, oh, he was awesome. I could take him on the trail. He was super calm. So it was the same animal, but it was acting completely different for these two different people. And for me, it was just even looking at the picture energetically when I connected, it was amazing that I was able to pick up the differences and the troubles that this the first owner had had with this horse. And that's why she had ultimately sold him because she's like, well, I knew he was a good horse, but just, you know, he wouldn't listen to me and I couldn't get him to do X, Y, and Z. And he had problems with this. and He had a bad attitude, et cetera, et cetera. And it wasn't <laughs> the person's fault. It's just they weren't a good fit. And I don't feel like she was really listening to him, mm -hmm. you know, for yeah. what he needed. And for me, that just blew me away because I'm like, it's the same animal, but with completely different stories, depending upon the circumstances. So for people that think that, you know, animals don't have feelings or animals don't feel like that's just not true because they are just like us, given different situations, they're going to respond differently. And they totally have their preferences. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, it's been so funny watching my husband with Mystic because this is the first dog that we've had together. When we got married, I had dogs. Yeah. And so he, he met them after we, you know, worked everything out on our communication and this sort of thing. Yeah. 
And so he got to go through the process with Mystic of learning dog and her learning English. Yeah. And he was, he's, was quite surprised at how much she would, would, was willing to express her preferences and how much she understood. And we were having dinner. We'd finished dinner. We were going to have dessert. And we've got like dried duck and dried chicken that we give her sometimes for treats. And he's like, do you think she has a preference? I'm like, you could offer her the choice and yep. see what, what she goes for. And so he, he says, do you want duck? And she goes, woo. <laughs> and he, he says, or do you want chicken? She's silent. She just stares at him. So and he funny. says, so you want duck? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and ever since that night, he gives her a choice every evening. Which one do you want? And I would say probably 80% of the time it's, it's the duck. And then occasionally it's the chicken, but mostly it's the duck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, because they have, like you said, they have their preferences, they have their own souls, and they have their own ways of getting things across. That's why it's, you know, sometimes frustrating because people think, you know, they're like objects, you know, they can replace it like, oh, you know, my cat's not behaving, so I'll get rid of it. Or like, it's a piece of furniture. And mm -hmm. you know, they do, they are souls just like we are, and they do need a little bit of understanding and tender care. And if you're able to sort of work with them on that soul level, like you're, you know, you're going to have such a great return, as it were, in your relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's amazing. That is really cool about the horse. Yeah, it was just, it blew me away because, like I said, even looking at the picture, because usually when I do animal communication, I like to work off a picture just energetically. It didn't even look, like I knew, I'm like, well, the markings, because it was a very unusual yeah. horse. I don't remember the breed, but it, the markings were really unusual. And I'm like, it looks like the same horse, but not, you know? So yeah. even energetically through the picture, I could tell that it wasn't, the vibe was totally different. And it was just, that was just amazing to me. Because I hadn't experienced that, you know, the two different readings on the same animal, two different owners. So. <laughs> Very cool. Well, and I imagine going back like through old photos, which I've done a lot of since we've been bringing dad <laughs> yeah. out, of, out of his home and into, you know, supported living. Looking back through pictures and looking at older pictures of myself, it's like, I'm, I am not the same person. Right. At all. I, I don't look the same. Even things from, well, especially things from like a dozen years ago, which was like my lowest health ebb in my Ooh. life. I look younger now. <laughs> <laughs> I've well, aged in great. reverse since then. <laughs> yes, uh, Benjamin Button, you've gone backwards. <laughs> yes, which is fine with me. I'm good with that. But yeah. Uh, the circumstances that you're in and how you're feeling energetically can make a huge difference in how you appear. Yeah, a hundred percent. And this, it's the same with animals. So, you know, like, cause you can see a picture sometimes on Facebook or something, they'll show the, the poor animal in the shelter, you know, obviously depressed and sad. And then when he's with his, his forever home and he's just, you know, he's looks like a completely different animal because energetically you change when you, you know, when you're being supported and loved in that way. And I'm sure everybody can relate to that. 
Absolutely. That is beautiful. Do you have another story from working with animals? Yeah, you know, I have, there's, there's tons of stories. And like you were saying about how smart they are and about how quirky they are. I remember uh, a long time ago, I was working with this cat and, you know, it was an older lady. And so I was giving her some information about the cat. And, you know, she also was, because she was older, I think was like, "Mm, I'm not really sure. And there's a bunch of different things that I talked about. But there was one thing he kept talking to me about, and he kept showing me, and we're talking about clairvoyantly, which is seeing energetically for the audience that doesn't know. So I don't see it actually with my eyes, but I'm seeing it sort of in my mind's eye a little bit. And this particular cat kept showing me a blueberry. And, you know, for me, like I always tell my clients, like basically I have to tell the story to a movie I've never seen. So mm-hmm. like, I don't know what the blueberry is. So yeah, what is the cat. symbolism of the blueberry? Exactly. Search me. <laughs> exactly, anything. So, but my job is just to relay this information. So I'm like, he kept, because sometimes they'll show me really weird things like the blueberry. And I'll sort of, you know, my human will be like, mm, I don't know. Do I tell, you know, but I know spirit shows it to me a couple times that it's important. That, yeah, you need to relate this. Exactly. So that's my job. Just relay the information. So I said, I know this sounds weird. And again, she was older. And I didn't want to sound like too cuckoo woo woo out there. So I said, he keeps showing me this blueberry. And, I, you know, I don't know, maybe did he eat blueberries? Did it, you know, there's something about the blueberry. And she gasped and she said, oh, my God. You know, when I first got him, that was his name. His name was Blueberry. Oh. And I was doing the reading with her. She had changed it to baby or, you know, some other name. And she so he was making, you know, alluding to like, that's when you first got me, that's sort of who I was. And that was spirit's ingenious way of getting that across to me. And she was like, Oh, my God, like, how, like, how would you know that? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just the antenna. I just, <laughs> I just, the information. I, I'm just relating what I get. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I thought that was so cool that they, you know, Sometimes they'll spell things for me or, you know, they'll draw out a name. Sometimes they'll show me these little images. But it's so cool that they come up with these very clever ways to get the information across. And, you know, for me, the more I do this work, that it's very evident that, you know, spirit exists. Like there's not a chance that these animals that have crossed over, like I, I didn't know them. I haven't been in your house. How would I have all this and, and how would you randomly know that the cat was named Blueberry when she caught him? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I always like to say, well, either spirit exists or I'm a really good guesser. So those are your two choices. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hmm. Uh, exactly. Blueberry. Yeah, I'll throw that one out. But no, so it's just, it, it's amazing. And, you know, that does, it happens a lot of the time. And I think ultimately the animals just want us us to know that they're here for us and that they they're here for our growth, you know, so whether they cross over and there's always questions about reincarnation, whether, you know, people's pet will die and they'll say, Oh, I have a new pet. Is this my same one reincarnated? And there's a lot of different things about that in terms of, well, maybe they weren't finished working with you and maybe yeah. they needed a different body. And that's, you know, reincarnation is a whole nother big topic. But, you know, they really are here to help us be our best selves and to help us elevate our soul so we can continue on our soul journey and our growth. And that's what's beautiful about doing this work. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. So what would you say is 
what I what I want to call it, the most obvious lesson that an animal has been trying to communicate with their human. With their human, well, you know, there's a, you know, I don't want to say people are are sort of thick, but I mean. <laughs> Oh, no, we are. Okay. <laughs> you know, it has to be I, I, I've had my thick moments, certainly. <laughs> no, I know. And me too. I mean, it certainly happens. But, you know, there's been those cases where the animal, you know, just doesn't like, you know, the boyfriend or doesn't like a friend or, but, and I'm sure you understand this or your listeners understand this, that when you're in the situation, sometimes, you know, your emotions cloud everything and you just can't see it clearly in the way that you would like to. So if your animal is acting kind of weird around your friend, your husband, whatever, like there's a reason for it. And it doesn't necessarily mean that that person like is a horrible person. It just means that energetically they don't click or sometimes they're like, they're trying to tell you, you know, uh, know, there's something up. Yeah, exactly. Or like, you know, like if I had a case, there was this woman, I mean, it was a sad situation, but that this, you know, there was this cat and he was acting kind of weird around the boyfriend. And, you know, and she's like, I don't understand. He's always fine around everybody else. And it just turns out that, you know, she told me later on that the boyfriend had been unfaithful to her and the cat sort of picked Oh, yeah. The cat knew that. Yeah. Yeah. The cat knew like, you're not loyal to my, you know, to my friend. And, you know, there was there was energetically the animal was picking that up and was trying to tell this, my client, but the client was because she was so in love with this person and so immersed in the situation that she wasn't able to see it. And so only afterwards, which is many times how we learn our lessons. Yes. Hindsight. <laughs> hindsight. Um, that she was like, Oh, well, that's why he was acting so weird. So, you know, there are those cases. So it is important to pay attention to your animals because, you know, spirit never wastes the message. And when they're doing something, there's always a reason for it. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Let's see. What do we have time here for before the break? Mm, I think I'm just going to go to the break and we'll, we'll come back to this, okay. <laughs> this conversation because I, I want to ask you, you know, to share some more stories, but I don't want to, you know, cut you off in 24 seconds. Okay, no problem. So we'll go to the break a little bit early. And for you out there in listener land with your pad of pen and paper and your animal list, spend a little time with each one and just ask the question, what was it that this animal was here to share with me? What was it that they helped me through? And what was it they gave me a good example around? And hang with us. We'll be right back from the break. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, beautiful soul, Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827 and let me know, how has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. 
Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you and go out and live soul first. It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am here with Mari Cartaginova. And uh, before the break, you were telling me some stories about things animals were trying to communicate with their humans around. Uh, before we go into more of those stories, how was it? What was the thing that originally brought you into animal communication? What was the first one? It's interesting you asked that because I told a little bit earlier about how, you know, people in the community say, oh, it's so hard to talk with animals. But my first connection with animals was actually a missing animal, which I don't do a ton of missing animal work just because it's, it takes a lot of energy. And I'm sure anybody that knows that has, there's missing animals, it's not, you know, it's like a needle in a haystack situation. But my first connection with a missing animal was this dog that was missing in Ireland. Um, and mind you, I've never been to Ireland. I don't know anything about it, but um, they needed help. And it was like through a friend or something. They said, oh, you have to help me find this dog. And it was just really amazing that I, I basically, because at that point I hadn't really been doing animal communication a lot. And they're like, well, you have to try. And I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. It seems like it's the same to me as regular communication. So I'll give it a, give it a go. And as I was connecting with the animals, like he was stepping me through all the places he was at. So, you know, he showed me a picture of this house and I described it. And, you know, the woman was like, oh yeah, that's in the center of town or wherever. And she went and knocked on that particular house. And the person said, oh yeah, I just saw that dog yesterday run through my yard. And, you know, it's kind of a complex story of all that, but he almost took me on like with little breadcrumbs around all the places he had been because he had got lost in the forest in this logging community somewhere in the mountains of Ireland. And he kept showing me these different things. And one of them was he was showing me this red, it almost looked like a little flag or a little piece of cloth. And again, this is the, you know, 
trying to explain what this is. Like, I don't know, is that like an outfit? Is it like on his neck? I have no idea. <laughs> but as I was connecting with this woman, because this was a logging area, she was saying, oh, no, but when the, it's a logging area. So when all the loggers have left for the day, they close the gate and they tie a little red ribbon or a little string on this gate to show mm-hmm. that everybody's out. Right. And, okay. So that makes sense. <clears throat> and then another thing he was showing me was the number six, number six. And, and the woman who had lost him said, oh, yeah, well, we were up by this cabin number six when he ran away. And I said, yeah, I think it's more than that. And so just to make the story a little more, you know, shorter, basically he ended up being found at six o'clock on the sixth day he was missing at the gate with the red string on it, the red cloth. And that's where somebody found him. And I'm like, well, that's pretty amazing. So, and the dog was able to give me this information. So like, cause I would not have gotten any of that. So yeah, exactly. You can't make that shit up. <laughs> no, exactly. It's like, no, you know, mountains of Ireland, logging, red string, you know, it was like, no, not happening. So that was really, that was very satisfying. And just, and I'm like, well, if I can do that, then I, and then from there, it's just been, it's probably about 50% of my practice or so connecting with animals. And I just love it because like you said earlier, they just are so natural and have such a deep love connection that it's nice to be in that embrace in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what is kind of a sign that you might need an animal communicator session? <laughs> what, what are some of the things that bring people to you for a, a session? Well, a lot of times, you know, and I am not like there are people that do uh, like medical intuitive work. So that's like they can really hone in on the body and, you know, find the spleen or something. I'm that's not really a specialty of mine. I can usually tell where in the body there might be some blockages. Um, But a lot of times people come to me for, uh, you know, like behavioral problems. Oh, my dog keeps barking at the door or, oh, you know, are they, the cat's not peeing in the litter box or whatever. And depending upon their level of frustration, like sometimes they've said, look, if this isn't fixed, I'm going to put the animal down. And so I'm glad that they've reached out. I know. And I can't really understand that, but that's, you know, everybody sort of handles things in their own way. But um, it's, it's really important to remember that when your animal is doing these things, it's because, you know, they need help in, in one way, or they're trying to show you something. So yes, they could have a medical issue, or they're trying to make you aware that, you know, the, your job environment is toxic, and, you know, they're getting sick because you're actually getting sick, and you haven't been taking care of yourself. So there's a lot of mirroring that goes on between the animal and the person. And it's important to sort of pay attention to those things. So I would say behavioral is, is one of the main things. Um, but there's always clients that they'll say, oh, this really weird thing is happening. And I'm like, that's my department. My department yes. is the really <laughs> weird things that are happening. And I remember I had this client and she had this dog and it would dog would wake her up at night, like three in the morning or whatever, and just start barking like a crazy person. And he was always in a certain spot. And she's like, well, why is he doing this? And as I tuned into the animal, it was because there was a spirit of another animal that was in the house. And, you know, I'm not talking about hauntings and it's not something like that. But when people or animals die, there is that residual energy and it does Mm -hmm. stick around. And because this dog hadn't known the dog that had crossed, it was freaking him out a little bit. 
And yeah, so, sure. You know, he was trying to alert his person like, hey, there's like an intruder. There's somebody here that I don't know. And so once I connected with the dog over this and explained this to the person, she was like, oh, yeah, you know, that is right. You know, when we bought the house from so-and-so and their animal had passed. And so we were able to sort of, she had a conversation with her dog. I talked to her dog. And once the dog sort of understood what was happening, everything calmed down because he was just sort of like waving a flag, like, hey, alert. <laughs> interlopers, there are exactly. interlopers. <laughs> there's a problem, you know, there's a problem here, mom. And, you know, a lot of people could have written it off as those oh, stupid dog. They're just barking at the wall or he's crazy or he's trying to annoy me taking it personally. It wasn't any of that. It was the dog needed help understanding. And subsequently, this person needed help understanding her animal as to why that was happening. And once that understanding mm-hmm. took place, then everything was fine. So it's just a matter of being open to those type of connections. Yeah, exactly. A mystic does uh, interloper alerts as well. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I can usually tell if it's an actual like live being that she's she's referring to or if it's a, a visitor because obviously if you live in a house with someone who's connected like this you will get visitors <laughs> yes absolutely a hundred percent so yeah and it's important to know that and i always like to tell people that if you are getting those type of visitors spirits or whatever if they're bothering you you know, I'd say 99, they're, they're not there maliciously. They just might be there to sort of mess with your electronics or, you know, and animals can do that as well because I have certain parts of my house where there's more activity than others. And I'll just say, look, it's late guys. Can we just not do this tonight? And, you know, they're respectful. Yeah. I've found anyway, you know, they're not going to, they're not trying to cause any trouble for the most part. Exactly. Well, and I know I talked to my God squad and it's like, okay, hang out the closed for business sign tonight because I really need to sleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know? and, and then some nights, you know, it's fine. Whatever. If you need to come in my dreams or if you want to talk at 3am, fine. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. But yeah, there has to be boundaries even with spirit, you know, in a sense. And when it's happening with animals, you know, they may not be able to set those boundaries as well. And usually when it's happening to an animal, it's because the message is for the person, for their person. Yeah, exactly. So what advice do you have for somebody who wants to be more dialed in to spirit and source? Well, the first thing I always tell people is meditation is very helpful. And then a lot of times I will get the eye roll and be like, oh, I can't meditate or, oh, it's, it's so hard. And See, I uh, used to think I couldn't meditate either, you know, yeah. but you, you can learn. You actually yeah, can learn. And, you know, like I say, it's not like you don't have to sit and go home for half an hour. It doesn't have to be like that. It can even be sitting quietly in yourself. It can be taking a walk in the woods, a you know, contemplative walk. That's a form of meditation. So it's a matter of getting out of your head and into your heart space. Your heart space mm-hmm. is where like your soul sort of resides. And if you're, you know, I always tell my clients the quickest thing to do is to take that deep breath in. As you exhale, sort of let it roll down the back of your head, down your neck, down your shoulders, and physically feel yourself dropping into your heart space. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that may take a little practice, but energetically you can feel it you know your shoulders come down you sink a little deeper into your chair 
And once you're in your heart space, you're going to be able to communicate with your animal better because you're not in your human brain saying, well, what do you think about that? And, you know, in that sort of frenzy, forceful kind of way. It's yeah, more, that, that hyper mental space. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's more about just receiving what they have to say, because they're open to talking to you. I mean, some are more chatty than others, just like any person, but they're open to hearing from you. So if you're in that centered space, and you send out that heart message, saying, hey, you know, Fluffy, I'd love to hear about what you think about dinner, or is there anything you'd like to tell me, you are going to get impression. And Again, that could be, you know, you can see them, you can feel them, smell them, have a sense of knowing. There's all different ways, you know, that you can pick up that type of psychic message. And, you know, it's available. It's just a matter of being open to it. So getting open is the first step. Absolutely. I love that you mentioned all the ways. I do uh, an intuitive opening class and uh-huh. that's one of the first things that we address because Hollywood has put all of these images in our head on, well, what is clairvoyance like and what is clairaudience like? And like, those are the gifts. It's like, oh, no, no, no. There are a lot more gifts than all that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's just, and I always tell people, you know, I'm not magic, you know, like I'm not magic. It's just a matter if you wanted to be a bodybuilder, you would go to the gym, you train, you know, you would work at it. So if if you are interested in connecting with your own animal, work on being open, work on seeing what type of images flash or what feelings you get and write them down and see how they work out, you know. And don't don't reject them. Right. Because that busy brain tends to to get in there and go, oh, well, that couldn't possibly be it. Um, just accept whatever that first impression is, because that's the truest thing you get is that first impression. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if I rejected things that I thought were weird, then it'd be a lot harder to do my readings, you know, like that blueberry. <laughs> the, blueberry, the blueberry, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> exactly. What do I do with this blueberry? But, you know, that's a lot of oftentimes, like you said, your first impression is, is the correct one. So don't talk yourself out of it. I mean, people do that all the time. Oh, that can't be right. You know, that that's not right. But just get the impression, write it down, and see where it sits. And try, you know, if they say, oh, I, my tummy's bothering me, I want different food, try it and see how it goes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Curiosity, I think, is such a great state to work from because it, it's a very open state. What, what, is, hmm, what is this, right? That open observation that allowing it to be whatever it is and just observe i think that's an amazing space to work from a hundred percent and accepting you know like don't put your own judgment on things like as you were talking it reminded me of the story um you know of this cat i was reading this you know this cat for this older woman and she the cat kept showing me her fingernails you know the claws and I'm like, I don't know why the cat, you know, did she have an issue with the claws? Why is she showing me the claws, but specifically just the claws? And then the lady told me it was because her granddaughter you like, used to like to come over and put nail polish on the cat's claws. That was like her thing. <laughs> so, That's a patient cat. <laughs> uh, yes, a very patient cat. And, you know, I'm sure not all of it, just a little bit, but 
it's just, you know, and if I was, a, if you're in a judgy zone and you see something like that, then you can sort of close down that opening, be like, oh, well, why would you do that? And, you know, sort of have that type of feeling towards it. But just being open and allowing, see what you get and don't, don't cut it off. Don't pass judgment on it. Just allow, allow and see what comes. And that's how the communication starts. And you will be surprised what they will tell you. So they have a lot of interesting things to say. Yes, yes, they do. And sometimes they have specific preferences that they'll relate to you that you didn't realize they had or desires. <laughs> Mystic has always been sort of, what do I want to say, particular about what she wants. The first time we walked into a pet store, I, I didn't have the puppy supplies. So I, I'm like looking at collars and there's a blue collar and there's a red collar. And I looked at the dog and I'm like, okay, which one do you want? And she put her nose on the red collar. Okay, good. We're going with the red collar. And she's always had these preferences. And when we talk to the animal communicator, she's like, and she's showing me a blue ball. Does she have a blue ball? I'm like, no, she doesn't have a blue ball. Well, she wants a blue ball. Okay. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so we found her a blue ball and it is the best ball ever. She loves that ball. She won't be separated from it. A hundred percent, because it's a matter of respect, you know, like if you had a kid, obviously not a baby, but, you know, a teenager or, and they hated mac and cheese, not that that would happen, but whatever, you wouldn't force feed that to them every night. So you have to sort of respect what the animal wants, because of course they have preferences, because they're soul beings, just like we are. And things in your life are going to be so much better if you have that mutual respect type of relationship with your pets. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we are coming down to the end of our time here. Thank you so much for joining me today, Mari. It's been a pleasure. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been great. And the time just went so fast. So thank you so much for having me back. All right. I'm sure we'll have you on again another time as well. And thank you to all the listeners out there who've joined us today as well. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as we did. If you have any thoughts on people you'd like to see, questions you'd like to have answered, topics you'd like to see covered on the show, please send me an email to askzofia, A-S-K-Z-O-F-I-A, at transformationspace.co, and we'll make sure to get your suggestions incorporated into the show. And if you just want to say hi, I'd love that too. Until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here 